This episode has been sponsored by MapHook. Welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 21st episode in a weekly series titled City of Dreams. Last week's episode was a discussion with Cindy from Tryon Worlds About Rift and the new MMO Defiance. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. And today we speak with Veal, the CEO and co-founder of the new Shadow Cities MMO app, which is newly available in the U.S. for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. So let me, before we go into this, pronunciations. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name? Is it Phil? Uh, it is. It is. That was perfect. So it is Ville. Okay. Uh, Finnish names are funny, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I spent about 10 minutes watching Finnish videos to try to see if I could uh, properly pronounce that, so that's good. I'm impressed. <laughs> Before we get a chance to talk to you, let's do news of the week. News of the week this week, I think everyone knows E3 began yesterday, and I've been pretty much glued to the coverage on that. My favorites so far are the new Tomb Raider, Mass Effect 3 trailer, Fable the Journey, and the PlayStation Vita last night. That was pretty neat. Uh, most of the things there are projected to come out early 2012, so I'm going to give you some news closer to our timeline for today. Infamous 2 comes out today with an average score of 8.6 out of 10, so it seems to please lovers of the original game. Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D comes out for 3DS on July 1st, and Supremacy MMA comes out today as well. So let's explain Shadow Cities to the viewers who might not have played. Um, my explanation of it is that it's an MMO for the iPhone, iPod, Touch, and iPad, where two opposing teams, the animators or the architects, kind of face off to conquer your local city with magic. And the location-based software, you can cast spells and take gateways into your area to prevent the attack of the opposing faction. Can you give us a little more information about the basics of that? Because that's kind of a general general explanation for me I'd be happy to so so I think you were uh, um, you know right there with the explanation it, it really is a immersive uh, MMORPG so uh, how we look at it is is uh, you know you are the hero so um, and with your phone uh, you embark on this on this journey so once you get the app it really gives you a window into a parallel world which is laid out uh, on top of our world. So it really opens up the cities in a new way. And it, and it really is an immersive game, whereas before you have had uh, perhaps some of the location-based games or apps, which have been very light on the other end of the continuum. And then if you look at it, uh, on the other end you have perhaps games like World of Warcraft, which is extremely deep and immersive experiences so kind of we we sit right in between and it's it's built 
from ground up for mobile. So really understanding that modality. But uh, but the game itself, uh, the the storyline in it is is um, th this is how it goes. It's magic has been gone hundreds of years, right? Yeah. Uh, now it's back, and you are a techno mage, so you don't have a per se a character you know jumping around it's actually you who's playing you know familiar streets your neighborhoods um so you engage with with the game um once you get into the game you choose one of the two teams you're either animator or an architect or rivals right mm -hmm. um with that team what you do is you embark on a journey to conquer neighborhoods. So you want to take, we look at the city on a neighborhood by neighborhood level, not on a venue by venue. So we believe uh, it's much more exciting. It's, it's a city is much more than collection of Starbucks cafes, right? <laughs> so, so uh, uh, you conquer those neighborhoods uh, with your friends, strategize. It's extremely social. We have a very strong community there. Um, uh, what do you do when you, you you cast a spell. We have developed this pattern recognition system, which is really cool. Um, you know, how you can do that with your iPhone, iPod, or iPad, uh, for that matter. Once you get, you know, you take over a neighborhood, uh, you get points. And, and with those points, um, you know, those go to your team and yourself. Um, you level up as a character, but, but also, uh, um, you want to make sure that your team wins the weekly battles, and that's kind of the gist of it. Of course, it goes a lot deeper, but uh, but that's kind of on a, on a top level what we're talking about when when we talk about Shadow Cities. It's a really fun game, I have to say. The intro at the at the beginning with the fingerprint was really cool. So after about five minutes, I said I really like this, and then we got into the pull down menu where you can draw. Uh, the different symbols for the spells, that was also really neat. I'm wondering, does it matter how perfect you draw the spell, or is it just effective if it's generally close? <laughs> Do you it get more points? It actually does, and, and, and it's, it's a great question. We've been, we've been gonna, um, you know, perfecting that and making sure that, that, uh, it's not gonna, you know, too lose description it's it's uh it really is um built like a pattern recognition system so you gonna you need to be within different different pounds but but uh, of course we don't want to we don't want to make it way too you know <laughs> difficult but at the same time you know it's it's kind of important what you draw there so so this you know several different ones so they don't look all the same so it, it actually does a great point at the beginning when you put your fingerprint on the screen when you hold it down, do you get a different number than other people, or is it the same number for everyone? My friends You're are asking that. <laughs> they want to know. You, you actually do. You do get a get a different number. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what the secret sauce is, but, uh, but <laughs> okay. But, but you do get a different number. Neat. Yeah, I really like the the feel of the game and the graphics as well. I mean, it's a it's a fairly simplistic platform. I mean, I think anyone can play it fairly easily, but. Mm -hmm. It's very, um, I like the glowing and the futuristic kind of aspects to it. It's neat. So before we get into Shadow Cities a little more, we will talk a lot more about that. Let's go to your news of the week. I know you're traveling and there was some mention of E3, but I was wondering if you were presenting or attending or what your news of the week is. I guess our our big news of the week, and it, it's not necessarily this week, but uh, of course, you know, we launched the game in in the U.S. and and that's been really 
kind of uh, that's been all over for us. So of course, you know, responding to the to the demand and and you know the community and all of that stuff. And and then there was the there was E three and uh, for us another really really big big uh, news of the week was also the Apple uh, WDC uh, in San Francisco. So kind of what Steve. Um, you know, told about the future of the platform because we are only on iOS at the moment. So that was, uh, you know, both of those events, of course, you know, very exciting, uh, exciting for us. So, so I guess there, there was a lot of things going on, but we've been super focused on uh, on, on Shadow Cities, and you know, since it's launched launched a week ago. So I, I guess that has taken taken um, you know all of our attention and then some so excellent that's exciting I have a confession <laughs> I was checking the Google search engine to make sure I'd added I'd added the gray area podcast correctly so it could be searched on the site when I stumbled across the gray area labs which is your site and the articles that you and Andreas posted really impressed me and hit home uh, I really wanted to have you on because I read them. It seems like we share the same philosophy about gaming and relationships tying together and kind of making deeper and profound shared group experiences because of that. What do you think about that concept? I, I think I think you know I, I think it's a um, you know interesting one and uh, um, the the whole idea you know kind of kind of the immersive um uh, experiences and and you know sharing those moments and um how, how we look at it is is that uh, you know what we call today uh social games um the you know singers of the world uh, you know nothing nothing wrong with with farm wells but but you know the social side of it is uh, not necessarily as deep or as strong as it could be so uh, I, you know, I, we believe that that you know there's much more uh, to do, and and you know where we look at it is is um, you know sharing those moments like you share in a in a very deep, um, great MMO mm -hmm. uh, RPG experience, but also through the location. So so uh, like I like I mentioned before, it's interesting how you can really open up the, the city in a in a completely new way and and um, you know those kind of familiar places which didn't necessarily have that much meaning before or or where just you know just your ordinary grocery store at the corner uh, or the other block uh, they get a new meaning through those because you know that oh you know kind of those players um, you know, are always there, and so you know. For example, every time what I see is I, I come back home after a long day, and uh, you know, open up the client, and uh, you know, look at what's happening in the game, and, and and then I see there's always this one guy up the street, you know, <laughs> who who's who's attacking my stuff. But gladly, I have this one friendly mate right here, and he's always here at this hour because he comes from home, and I know gonna he's with him. Uh, and it, it kind of, it, you know, slowly, of course, first, it's it's just, you know, you're going to see these people, you battle it out, whatever you do. But but over time, because kind of those are the, the you know, also their neighborhood. So you start to start to build this relationship, you, you know, chat, chat on the forums and whatnot. So it kind of creates this 
a mini game of its mm -hmm. own so which is which is not necessarily tied to the larger scheme of things but it's super super interesting and uh um, you know, this is the kind of the feedback we have got. People have sent us, you know, so much uh, kind of mail and messages, you know, how they love this aspect of the of the game. I think this is really the first time I've had that aspect in an MMO. And it's really great because a lot of times you play in, and I've said before, I mean, I really love my friends in Australia and Alaska and, and Puerto Rico, but it's not the same as meeting people that are interested in the same things you are, that you have a chance locally to run into and form actual relationships of a you know personal, physical, like we're going to get together and go for coffee because we play this game kind of, kind of relationships. And it's really neat to see just in your little local town how many people are playing this game and what side they're on and what they have to say. And it's kind of a, a community grower in some ways. I, I really do like that aspect. And you have a chance of... It's fun to, I mean, it's fun to get on an MMO and talk to your friends, but there are times when you just want to go see a movie with people that play the game with you. And this is nice that you have a chance to have local people that you could end up meeting and getting together with as well that share those experiences. Oh, oh totally. And it's, it's really interesting when you look at our communities. We opened up in Finland already a while ago, uh, November last, last year. We wanted to kind of see how the dynamics were because it, it really was a new types of a games category, something rather new. Um, we wasn't weren't sure what we you know should expect after, even even though we tested extensively. So um, and ever since that, we've been building more content, tweaking it, and whatnot. But but what we saw is is especially since the community is a bit older in Finland, is that you know these people what they instantly wanted to do is is uh, because in the game. We kind of want to tie in the real world with something very magical, something you imagine. So the game world, because again, it is kind of your city and, and that is very real and your everyday is very real. Um, but we people wanted to meet up. So they instantly started to organize, you know, meetups together in the real world. They said, you know, this is my nick in the name in the game. But, you know, this is my real name. Check out my Facebook profile and, uh, you know, let's meet up. And, and uh, then where the discussion has developed, you know, of course, there's a lot of uh, um, they discuss about the strategy, you know, which neighborhood they should raid together, all that. But then you come to the you, you get to see a lot of the when they get to know each other, you get to see a lot of the kind of everyday stuff as well you know oh, my spouse said this you know i'm gonna do this today and uh, and it, it's kind of you know it sounds very cheesy but if you think about it uh like through a lens like uh, stuff like harry potter you know sounds very cheesy but how they gonna tie in the real world with something something very magical uh, again not necessarily an ideal ex example but but uh, it, it really kind of uh, fits quite nicely together so just as you said you know it, it has this uh, brings out this whole new local dimension where you actually start to you know know the know the local community you know wherever that may be I think it's very clever as well to have the dual sides because there are some people like me who are more of a fable, um, kind of medieval fan of that sort of thing. So you have, you know, the animators and, and that kind of side. And then you have some people who are more like a Bioshock person and kind of like the tech. And then you have that side as well. And it's kind of a neat combination of the two genres in, in this one game. I, I think that's rather clever. 
It, it is, and you know, we, we're quite quite excited about it at the office. It, it's it's uh, it, 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 there was some some uh, like very strong arguments that uh, you know when when uh, because we're almost uh, I think fifty fifty. So <laughs> so a lot of so it it brings a, there's a lot of a lot of funny moments that that you know you get to experience when people kind of because that kind of really builds into your identity. But uh, but I you know what I what I guess should say that there's there's a lot more coming. So uh, the kind of the story you know now it has started and we got the the game is out there. But uh, but it starts to kind of unravel and you get to understand more and more how you know those those two di- ti- two different teams, animators and architects, how they came to be and kind of what's the whole backdrop and the history and all that. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, keep on playing and, and there's much more to come. Well, where I live, it's largely agricultural. So I think everybody here sort of gravitated to the, the animators and we need more architects because there's not enough people to fight. So I'm hoping that now that it's been released in the U.S., in the next couple of weeks, a lot of people are going to join and we'll end up with more of the battles because at this point I think I have to travel a little bit to get to uh, towards the Philadelphia area to find people to fight. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping some people like the architects so I have some more battles in my future. It, it is and that's, that's kind of one of the, one of the, probably one of the challenges in, in when you build a location-based game that, uh, you know, population densities and, and you know, uh, how, how those kind of um, you know ramp up different different location have very different uh, um, you know set of people and and there, there might be imbalances and so forth so we're working on those and and, and uh, uh, worry not uh, you know you know those will be will be addressed going going forward but at the moment you're right you know you can you can see some of the imbalances uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm right now in uh, in uh, San Francisco and even even here there's there's a little bit but uh, but uh, you know there is um, you know solution to those so so uh, but but uh, you know great point it's actually funny because Tinzian is in San Francisco right now and he was telling me last night he, he actually joined the architects just to be controversial um, okay he's in San Francisco last night and he said that there was a huge battle downtown where everybody was driving to get to this one location so that they could fight I don't know where it was but he thought that was kind of neat that everyone was gathering up and driving <laughs> driving to save their gateway. This is like this is actually what what we've seen quite a bit in in Finland. It's it's really funny how what people start to do is, you know, driving around all night, you know, kind of uh, collecting gateways and taking them over, or or then there was this one um, father and son, which is this is hilarious. Uh, uh, you know, I, I got a message a while ago that how I, how they spend like their quality time, you know, father and son time. Uh, is that the father is driving around the city? The the kid sits in the back uh, with father's iPhone, and every time he sees enemy colors, he's like, "Dad, slow down!" And, you know, then <laughs> dad slows down, and he starts to cast spells, and you know, they 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 enjoy their time, and, and uh, so people people do, uh, and even even you know, um, what we've seen is is that the community, you know, they they plan these massive massive raids, and it's it's sometimes it's super serious, sometimes kind of tongue in cheek. They just want to meet up or or whatnot. So, 
So, uh, you know, rather, rather interesting. I didn't even know about the San Francisco thing. So, interesting. Let's break away toward the beginning here, and maybe you could tell me how four guys, yourself, and I'm going to try to pronounce everyone's name right, Andreas, Muko, and Timmy. Is it Timmy or Timmy? Temo. De- oh, okay. Temo. And <laughs> there we go. There you go. How did you four end up working together on this project? Were you friends before? We were we were friends before from from way back. There was a this small um, like uh, um, you know startup scene, and uh, uh, I've been working in that space. Of course, you know all are you know avid gamers, uh, and and there was the idea was uh, it it came. I guess it has been there for 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 a while. You know, perhaps years. Um, two thousand then two thousand seven. There was this idea that. You know, would it wouldn't it be cool if you could do this and kind of like you know a tunnel and through the kind of under the train station and then you would do this and kind of see the see the you know city as a game board if you will. So it's a very kind of like a childlike idea that you know that that would be just really really cool. Um, so and then two thousand seven, Steve came out with the iPhone and we kind of poked around and. And uh, uh, other guys, guys, um, um, you know, at, at that point, uh, Mikko and Andreas, um, um, that you know what what this can do, and and really the kind of the end user experiences on mobile uh, only started to be on that level when when iPhone came out. Uh, so we, you know, we thought that this, there's something here. And then um, you know the the other guys. Um, I don't write code, but but they do. So very technical uh, guys, and and you know we started to kind of experiment with with different setups and and uh, um, you know kind of see what we can we can put together. So so the game itself, even though it's it's an iPhone game uh, or an I- iOS game, if you will. It's it's a very server heavy. So since it's constantly connected, uh, you, you know it it kind of understands uh, all the time what your environment is doing. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that hadn't been done before. So uh, we we you know as in so many times when you do something completely totally new, you had to experiment a ton. So um, you know that that started to happen, and we were having fun with it, and were not 100% where it was going. It kind of took a life of its own, um, but uh, it, you know it also all started with with four of us being being good friends, and and you know wanting to do something really fun. So we didn't have this crazy blueprint that you know this is exactly what we want to do, mm-hmm. and then then just but uh, but kind of experimented and and. You know, wanted to see where it goes, and you know, with these ideas that we have, that you we want to really build some some cool game uh, on top of the kind of uh, social structure of a city, because we think there's so much potential. You know, the local things we just discussed, and how you know how those immersive game experience that we already know exist uh, in the web and on console, how those could be kind of unleashed. And, and bring into a you know really fun environment, which is kind of your city. Is this based on Helsinki? That your that's your home city? Is that right? 
Uh, it, it it's I, I guess you know it's somehow city agnostic. Of course, you know like bigger cities or urban areas work a lot better. The whole idea came together. You know, there's influences from if you make something like you know a bit dystopic, like a Blade Runner world, world with something like Minority Report interfaces. Uh, you know, kind of like near future, futuristic. We wanted to tie in the technology, so it doesn't feel that it's completely out of thin air. But it's like, the, yeah, you know, maybe maybe like the you know the the technology could enable this kind of stuff. So you're actually casting a spell, you know, with your phone. So kind of quite quite explicitly, and uh, and you know that is the window through this world, and 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 we kind of want to. Um, hold on to that that idea. So you know, you might go out there. You know, when you're roaming the streets and and playing the game, you might get maybe this could be real. You know, is this real? So so you know, the, these ideas, um, kind of we wanted to capture, and and you know, that's been kind of the guiding light. You have yourself a graphic designer, a mobile network engineer, and a server developer. That's a rather fortuitous set of friends, I would say. Yeah. 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 What's uh, it like being one of the 100 most promising top European tech companies for this year? It seems like an amazing journey. It, it is. It is. It is an amazing journey, and and you know, it 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 feels really good. Of course, you know what's behind that is is uh, quite a bit of work. So we've been no we've worked working you know extremely hard uh the whole team we're now uh all together a team of 15. Uh, most of us uh, in finland there's a very strong developer base in finland and really talented people um two of us uh two of the team are in the us um one community manager and one one engineer but uh, but you know it of course you know it, it feels you know amazing to to be uh, um, like when your work is acknowledged and, mm -hmm. and people 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 like your product but but as in so many times um, you know these people tend to see only that oh that's you know crazy growth and, and that just took off uh, whereas there's years of uh, hard work behind that. Um, for us, it's our, our um, kind of as a game developer, we're, we're perhaps um, not your just your usual game developer, like said, you know, like you you just uh, uh, pointed out. Um, the team is team is rather technical. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure level understanding of the technology, how that pans out. All the other founders have their uh, background at Ericsson. Okay. Uh, so working on you know telco nodes, setting up those all over the world. Uh, but uh, but then you know of course of course uh, you know a lot, lot of uh, experience in the game development space as well in the in the team. So so it is a rather um, you know unusual mix, but it works really great for us. Uh, um, you know how, despite the fact that you know we have the game out. People are loving it. I think we're—it's um, really early days, so you know we have we have a lot of plans uh, where we want to take it. You know how we want to kind of chart new territory. Um, you know, build build. How we look at it is, you know, building game worlds, not just you know games like 
uh, right now the mobile game space has seen a lot of games which you gonna you know build it gonna uh, wrap it up ship it forget it so you know short lifespans and, and gonna optimizing you know oh that doesn't fly let's let's uh, you know not work on that anymore so we want to look at it almost like a service so iteratively investing into the game a lot like you know uh, if you look at what blizzard is doing mm -hmm. uh, that you know listening to community very closely understanding you know what works and what doesn't work and i guess that's the only way to do it when you're dealing with a new space a new category of games uh, so, so for us, the community is is very big part of the equation. So that that's kind of the, the the road forward. And and these game worlds, you you know, you might have different windows into it. So uh, right now, you have the you know iOS and the mobile handset, but there might be different modalities. You know, uh, what if you could you know kind of through your iPad or desktop leave assets. Um, you know, for for your game more strategically, um, you know, kind of um, when you sit at home with your laptop, you you know, you know, you're you're in a very different state of mind, right? Uh, you have perhaps a lot more time and and uh, whatnot. So so, but but of course, it's not same kind of a gameplay, but it could interact uh, with the same game world. So. Um, so, so there's there's a lot to do, and, and you know we want to make sure that the kind of the depth and and the immersion is there. Uh, going back to you know the very things that you said that you read about, um, you know our um, our blog, so grayarealabs.com. Uh, you know that that's really gonna you know we want to do games that we always wanted to play, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, make sure that, that they are a great experience for everybody. Well, that's true. You tend to fall in love with a particular world. You know, you love Azeroth. You want to do all the expansions about Azeroth. You know, so, all the lore of Azeroth. You know, you, you get invested in in different worlds. So that's a great idea to build something like that that people can take to different platforms with them and, and carry the story on. Let's get ready for questions! Let's move on to a listener question. I have a question from a listener, and I'm going to try to give some advice on their question, and then afterwards, if you could chime in and tell me uh, what you think. Mm -hmm. Okay. ZM Void asks, I've heard that it's possible to move away from your location by some technique of placing catchers in a line and jumping over them. I can warp around my local area by selecting my gateway or dominators, but that doesn't get me too far from my original location. Is it possible to move a significant amount by yourself without moving physically? I have to say this is a question I, I have myself because I'm running on an iPad and I don't really have a, a mobile technology allowed with it unless I go and try to jump on somebody else's Wi-Fi where I'm going. But it seems like, are you trying to encourage the use of of the phones and going to different locations to have these battles or is it possible to be sitting at home and and get to the battles what's the philosophy with this I, I think that's a great question and and I believe there's you know what we want to do I, I think there's a balance so um, you know you you get an edge you know if you are physically somewhere so if you see the trouble and, and this is also where we got a lot of feedback from people you know some like it more than others but um, when you are physically somewhere, but 
what we want to enable also is that you know uh, let's say you know we're friends and I'm in um, uh, right now I'm in San Francisco I'm in Helsinki uh, when I fly back once we are friends I can build what is called a beacon Mm-hmm. And uh, you can actually jump through that and take gameplay wherever your friends are. So whether you know, take gameplay in, in San Francisco. I mean, Noi Valley. Oh. So you can you know jump through the beacon, and where the beacon is, you can see exactly what a player in that space in that those lat long coordinates would see. So you can kind of see the vicinity, and you can actually move around even from there, kind of jumping. Uh, once uh, you know if i have wood town traps or if i've taken over over a neighborhood or some other mage in our team uh you can jump to those as long as they are kind of friendly structures and kind of move around and that applies uh whether whether you you're kind of warped or not but but uh, but the main thing is that you know through those beacons uh wherever you have friends you can the whole globe is kind of the game board. So you can actually sh- jump to Shibuya, Tokyo, London, UK, and take part of the local fights and, and local gameplay. So, which kind of makes the whole um, game a bit more accessible, you know, exploring uh, and, 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 you know, uh, playing with your friends. Uh, that being said, um, you know, most people, of course, you know, play where they are from, there's a local community. Um, so a lot of people use these beacons actually just to navigate and move around in their city. So, you know, somebody might have a, uh, and what a lot of people do is say, uh, you talked about how there's so many more animators, uh, in your area mm-hmm. versus architects. Uh, somebody might, if there might be one ar- animator in a architect populated area you know he might you might kind of like time it wisely and he might say okay i'm gonna put uh, put out uh, in your team comes put out uh, a beacon uh in, in a few minutes get ready so and uh, as soon as it up everybody raids that place and make sure a lot of people do it because you want to make you want to be quick before the the kind of opposite team will destroy your animator. <laughs> yes. So, so it all comes back to planning and strategizing and all that. So, so, uh, but that's how beacons work. So, definitely, you know, you're not uh, only bound to kind of tied to your physical location, but you you can explore, and that that makes it so much more fun too. So, so uh, it 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 would be a bit of a drag if you always have to, you know, okay, I'll drive down. Or whatever so 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 a lot of a lot of people actually how they play the game which is really interesting is that uh um you know with shadow cities you don't necessarily take you know okay i'm gonna take this two hour slot uh you know there's a bottle of coke you know put the headphones on and then focus 100 percent they're gonna you know leave it running uh engage on and off so it's all the time there um, and, uh, you know, whether they are at work or at home, wherever they are during their day, uh, they play there. So they don't necessarily, you know, go out and, and, and go out of their way. And, and where you spend most of your days, of course, at work and at home. So, so it's, it's, uh, essential that, you know, you can, uh, engage, uh, with the game and, and kind of move around a little 
even if you're you know just sitting behind your desk or on your couch at home so uh, that that's a big uh, big part of the gameplay that's reassuring because I have some friends in the Midwest that want to be my friend as well and, and I was trying to figure out how I would get to them do you have to be a certain level to be able to cast a beacon spell you do so but it, it comes up quite uh, quite rapidly but but uh, depending on a few different factors but uh, but once you level up uh, what you can do is um, you you can choose you know which spells you want to unlock and you know by just ah. by choosing a vegan spell you know you can get that uh, right away uh, and and it doesn't matter you know you can still jump to other players beacons if you don't have it yourself okay nice so are there any plans for a a future game other than shadow cities or just continuing to expand this one there's a uh, there's there's a lot of plans a lot of ideas <laughs> but, uh, but as, as always but uh, uh, I guess for the time being uh, you know we want to invest into shadow cities and make it make it make it a great experience and I, I think you know there's tons to do we have we have so many ideas uh, regarding shadow cities and and you know we're learning along the way so um, you know how it kind of pans out and in a bigger markets and and in 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 a global setting when we open up new markets it's only open in in the US Canada uh, Sweden and Finland and uh, already, as soon as we opened open some of these after Finland, um, you know, some some um, the fin Finns saw that uh, um, you know architects were winning there. So what the animators did, okay, let's collaborate with Sweden and Canada, those communities. So, <laughs> so, the, so allied countries. Yeah, yeah. So the countries started to play against each other. So so it's it's really funny. Uh, I, I guess it will be you know so much more. Uh, that much more that much more interesting when when you have the whole globe open so definitely you know we're focusing every all our resources uh into shadow cities at the moment um what what the future brings with it uh who knows and then you know like uh if we would have resources that there would definitely be um new games but not not as many as you know again like if you look at blizzard uh, you know, once you heavily invest to a game, um, um, you, you want to work on it. You want to, you know, ex extend that experience, not gonna just let it let it be. Mm -hmm. So uh, we would never have as many games as your average mobile game developer. We would do fewer and uh, in invest heavily into those and, and make those um, whole game worlds. Well, Blizzard will just hire another hundred people and put them exclusively on that game. So maybe yeah. someday. <laughs> maybe someday. Who knows? Let's do an article. Um, I have an article by B. Olivia about MMOs and their mobility in the future. So I'd like to read kind of an excerpt from that. It might get a little long. And then afterwards, if you can give me your thoughts on that, that'd be good. Sure. She says, or he, whoever B. Olivia is, 
If there is anything we can learn from the progression of technology over the last 30 years, it's that things are always destined to get faster, smaller, smarter, and more mobile. I've always argued it would only be a matter of time before we're completely merged with our computers and mobile devices, becoming rigged up Google goggle cyborgs that see the world through our helpful HUD and are always connected to others and the collective hard data of humanity. But I'm always getting ahead of myself. The point is, I'd like to focus on mobile gaming, specifically mobile MMORPGs. What exactly does this mean? It means that virtual reality has launched a full-scale invasion into what we know as real life. No longer is the MMO gamer limited to the style of a shut-in. It's coming to be the case that even hardcore MMO gamers can manage their characters and virtual lives on the go without needing to stop at their desk or home. This flexibility in play is going to start shaping the development of MMOs as well in the future, and it'll shape the audiences who might potentially be into them. Simply put, gaming is getting more complex every year, and it's becoming a bigger and bigger part of our lives. The world of tomorrow is one of layers, complexity, and mobility. Real estate and reality might be strangled and difficult to acquire, but real estate online is always booming. Given how b mobile gaming and business is becoming, who knows? Maybe people won't even care about having two cars, a house, a white picket fence, and a dog anymore. Maybe we'll start to value experiences more than dirt on the ground and go wherever the wind takes us. Would that really be so bad? My thought is that he's right on. Uh, I think the aspect of mobile MMOs, which we've already talked about, is kind of taking our gaming to a different level and giving us that opportunity to connect with our friends somewhere other than necessarily glued to a screen in our homes. And I like the micro community that you can form in your local area and definitely having a shot to get to know other people in your time zone can foster personal relationships as well. So what's your thought on that? Uh, I think I think it is. It's really interesting to think uh, where we're going. Um, for, for example, what we would like to do is is when you have a lot of real world data and you start to understand the, the, the players and, and, you know, where they play. Um, and you know it's not um, it's unique to each location, right? You know each city is different, uh, its neighborhood is different. So what we want to provide going forward is uh, you know to the extent that we want to provide app like APIs, application protocol interfaces that you know people can tap into and and you know use the data and express on it and build on it. Uh, and, and, you know, they have, you know, uh, so many, so many more uh, better ideas than we, we could ever have with a team of, you know, 15, 20. So, so kind of, you know, enabling, enabling that, um, building on, on that data uh, on, on the game. And, and I think, you know, it's interesting to see where we're going um, as a as a society with the technology and like you just described with with you know how mobile handsets are are um, influencing the behavior and 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 the the use cases so uh, i think for example the it's it's really interesting how the urban space is shaping up to be i think not only your handset and, and you know what you own but but also like uh, um, you know public spaces, uh, public data, public APIs. Uh, I will. I think those will start to influence, you know, how the how the games and, and, and services will be built and how they interact with the environment, how they interact with other people, uh, people you know, but also people you don't know, uh, in your you know phys physical um, 
environment and, and and around you so so i think those and and you know it's i don't think it's a it's a very easy problem for for anyone to solve there's a there's a lot of variables uh privacy issue is an issue uh but I, but i think it's definitely coming and and it it is um it it enables much more immersive uh you know really really cool cool games and and experiences for those people you know who want to engage but but then there's there's also a lot of stuff that that uh you know we many people have talked about which which doesn't necessarily exactly pan out like that um for example you know there's been a lot of talk of the the augmented reality as in you know you kind of you know lift your phone and and look through it uh, so it's like a filter and and okay. uh, I I think you know that those things I haven't seen any that that uh you know works works in 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 that way um yet so so it it's rather cumbersome uh at, at the moment but I I think an only way to to go about it is is um I believe um, you know a lot of a lot of experimentation so and that's what we did you know uh we gonna set on on this path 2008 and and we've been experimenting ever since and now we think you know we have we have we have something great together but but it's it's only a start so so and and we're really thinking you know those what you just quoted those things uh, uh, almost every day you know like what is uh you know now apple came out with those um you know announcements Yes. Yesterday, you know, how could we use those those tools to, you know, build more immersive experiences and 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 you know what what it will be interesting to see uh you know after E3, you know, what kind of comes out of there, you know, how how uh, some of the companies are uh, trying to capture uh, um these experiences in a different way. I think this technology can kind of either go one of two ways and it's a little frightening in some aspects because on one hand I think you can go the direction that Shadow Cities does which I really enjoy which is you have your life and you have this game that's sort of a part of your life you jump on you jump off and you interact with your real world using this game then there's sort of the other direction like the DS's or perhaps the PlayStation Vita I didn't get a, enough of a look at it to tell where you pretty much try to escape your world by going into the game and forgetting about your real world by playing somebody else's idea of a world and i like the fact that that this is not trying to take you away from reality and kind of give your mind a break in that sense it's trying to sort of augment your experiences on a daily and give you something else to do with something that already exists so i like that aspect because sometimes i worry seeing people sit there and you know they could be looking outside but they're looking at their DS playing Mario or something else that you know they're not really appreciating the environment around them and i think this kind of helps you actually appreciate it more because you're playing in a real place if that makes sense i i think so too i i think you know we you know we're 100% uh um you know on gonna think it think it very much like what what you just said kind of the how the you know we want to make enable people to appreciate the the urban space and then the city around them I, i think it's you know the whole kind of the spark to create that shit is 
was to you know be able to do it kind of open up the city in a, in a in a new way and 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 you know also also the social relationships uh you know around the city around the neighborhood so um you know our goal is 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 kind of make it more alive you know what what is already there you know kind of and and just kind of enrich it and and help you tap into it perhaps through the technology but not you know make it go away or hide it or or so so uh, i think you know uh, I'm, i'm right there with you okay we're getting ready to close here is there anything else that you wanted to say on any of the topics that we covered already before we close no i i think i think um you know just reiterate the fact that you know we're like we're really really excited uh to have the game out and, and now really kind of listen and and uh you know community communicate and discuss with the community and with players like you you know gonna what's working uh you know what what are you really excited about going for you know um going forward and 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 then gonna uh take it from there so so much more than than you know if you think about mobile game developers we really want to want to you know tap into the community and uh and 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 uh you know make sure that kind of um plays out um in a right way for for everybody so so um you know we're super happy to to get any feedback you know from you guys and and uh you know like the little story with the, with the dad and son mm-hmm. it's i mean you know we're we're excited to hear those those stories you know wherever you might be and and you know from your neighborhood so that kind of makes our day um and and makes it so much more fun so you know kind of keep that coming and and uh uh any any questions and comments um you know i i'd be super super happy to answer and hear those and and uh kind of you know build shadows into shadow cities into a great game um going forward excellent well kito sabosta to veal for being yeah. a wonderful guest and you are welcome to come back whenever you have any new content or anything else you'd like to discuss wonderful find shadow cities in the app store and i really highly recommend that so listeners should check that out Uh, a little information on the iTunes store. I'm still waiting for the Great Area podcast to be put up now that they've repaired the submission area for podcasts for the new RSS, so keep looking for that. We have some shoutouts for this week. A big thank you to Rabbit for some good comments on several episodes in Facebook, and I'd like to say thank you to my sponsor Maphook. If you'd like to support the podcast, please click on their icon on genesee.com or join the Great Area podcast group on Maphook. The contest for 60 days of free Rift gameplay will end the 18th, so please join the Gray Area Maphook group to be entered before time runs out. You can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast or at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast. If you have any gray areas in your relationship or just need a new perspective, please email me your questions at genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.